episode of FPL by Dummies with your hosts Tom and Cam. Uh, we're here again this week after the beautiful trouncing of the, of the Palace Boys by the one Mr. Gareth Bale and Harry Kane. Absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, another interesting week of VAR decisions with, luckily Josh isn't here this week so he can't uh, talk about a poor, poor Mr. Paddy, Paddy Bam Bam because... Uh, the correct decisions. I'm going to put correct decisions, but uh, they were they were another interesting one, weren't they, Cam? How are you? How are you getting on today? Well, I hadn't actually. I've not actually seen this decision um, because I didn't watch the game live, and then the highlights just seemed to omit it for some reason. They just didn't show any of them. Um, so I saw a still image. I think it was did Helder Costa play at all, or was it Bamford? There was a still image I saw of someone stood offside who looked like they were actually like bang in line with them. Um, the uh, who did they play yesterday? West Ham defender. Um, so yeah, I mean, is it really worth talking about VAR? I mean, the Lamina one um, when Madger had his goal chalked off against Spurs, where yeah. his arm is like against his thigh, and if his arm wasn't there, it would have hit his thigh and had the same outcome. But for somehow that's a that's a pen, and uh, not a pen. Sorry, enough to disallow a goal, but we won't dive into too much VAR because we have have you have you seen the change the rules already about that what in terms of off the back of the Lamina one off off the back of the Lamina one they've changed the rules too and that wouldn't have so now that would not have been a penalty you mean not being disallowed? Uh, sorry be, sorry that would have not been disallowed but I, to my mind what the what the rules were before was about being outside of the natural silhouette wasn't it that's what I that's what I thought but so I I was no and then they I think they said it was a, if it's a handball if it's an accidental handball that leads to a goal, was it, I think it was the rule, and they've changed it so it's now that, that obviously if it's an accidental handball which doesn't affect the ball, then it's then it can yeah, be counted. That the first um, definition you gave there sounds like what it was at the beginning of the season, where um, it was not quite the same situation, but you know when Dyer had that handball given against him when Newcastle then scored the penalty. Yeah, that's the same sort of thing where. You know, it has affected the ball, but what can he do? Like, he's facing away. Um, and, you know, the same. You know, I'm, I don't think it was particularly a penalty, the Kante one at Anfield, but um, of the two, out of the Lamina one and the Kante, you would say that the Kante one is more of a pen because Absolutely. the ball was the same distance away, hit with the same power, but his arm was up and stopped it from moving on, whereas Lamina's was against his body. And, you know, it would have had the same outcome if his arm had been up. So it's like, where do you put your hand then if you're Mario Lamina? Because if he puts his hand up and it hits him on the thigh, then there's no problem. But if he has his hand up and then it hits him on the hand, then they'll say, oh, well, he should have had his hand back down by his side. Yeah. But then they give a, a disallow the goal anyway when his hand is down by his side. So, I mean, yeah, it's all well and good that they... The Kante one was it was stupid. It's like, I, I looked at it and it was like, well... I didn't realize Kante was a you know a bird. So that's well, his natural position yeah. that he has a wingspan. I'm not gonna be salty about it and scream for a penalty, but you know, as I said, if out of the two, that was more of a handball offence than the Lamina one, and the Lamina one was given, and that one wasn't. Um, but yeah, that was two weeks ago, so we'll just focus on how shit Liverpool <laughs> had this week instead of last week. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, how's your week gone so far? My week has gone very Green well, arrows. and. Green arrows, all, all green arrows so far. Um, yeah, uh, you know, in, made the risky transfer of going triple Spurs attack. Absolutely paid, paid off. off. Yeah. Um, Gareth Bale and even Son got in the action at the end. Um, but my week isn't going as well as yours. No. You're having a, an even better week, I believe. Yeah, you are 15 points above average and I'm a further 
15 points up the road on 74. Um, yeah, all thanks to Harry, King Harry, on a captaincy punt this week. Um, Tom and I were talking before and it was more actually just the best of a bad bunch. I didn't feel particularly inspired by any of my players this week to captain, but I had to give it to someone. And he seemed like, you know, the one with the best scoring potential. And lo and behold, two goals and two assists later, he's given me 38 points, which is like half my tap, uh, points tally for this week. Yeah, um, which is another reason I absolutely hate ca- hate the captaincies, because I would have I would absolutely trounced this week. Unfortunately, I got my captain room bloody Diaz, didn't I? So Well, we're yet to see. I mean, I'm not sure he's going to get 19, another 18 points to match Kane, but um, they could very well keep a clean sheet against Southampton. Obviously, the boat was slightly rocked with the Man United game, but can't see them, you know, staying too far off course for too long. I'm sure well, the current prediction is Diaz. The current prediction is Diaz gets rested this week. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I have him on my team, so I hope he doesn't. But I wouldn't be too confident of that. You know, he only missed the Spurs game because he was ill, and other than that, he's been ever present since game week thirteen. So. I know he even played. No, it was he's only scored an own goal in game week thirteen. So he's been ever present um, since he came in in game week four. So you know they do have a lot of games coming up, but I think of the four, he's the one that stays. Yeah, in the city back. It'd be line. interesting. I know Nathan Aki's back as well, though. So whether he gives him a run out, he's been he injured is. all season. Bless him. But yeah, so without, I'm not sure it's uh, too surprising. But my uh, silver lining this week is. Uh, captaining Harry Kane um, and one coming off his face which is will take um, but he did score that wonder goal as well he did that was a ridiculous finish um, yeah what a, got tip what a finish to yeah, if, you, if I say if you do get if you haven't seen it and you do get two minutes then just search on Twitter or anything Kane goal Crystal Palace 7th of March and it's if he, and if it's, you hadn't worked out it's not the one where it hits him in the face yeah <laughs> Although that was another yeah, the other one, the other one. Um, definitely. slightly less silver lining y though is Amati on the bench with ten points for me. <laughs> it's so yeah. annoying. I, Tom and I were talking earlier this week and I was like, it's just so frustrating because predicted Leicester would concede, so there's no point playing Amati. That came in. Robert Sanchez though decides to flap at the cross and just completely miss it and it just lands plumb on his head in an empty net. Um so yeah, he sat as my third sub with ten points. But in hindsight, I wouldn't have swapped him for any of my other starting players. So the only other one I think would have been Soufal, and he got six points anyway. So can he complain too much? But no, a good a good week so far. Yeah, very, and it can only get better. It can only get better unless you know Gundo gets red carded and scores an own goal <laughs> and then, misses a pen at the same time, and then Cancelo gets sent off and Diaz scores two own goals. <laughs> So it could get, sorry, retract my statement. It could get worse, but we like <laughs> we like to think it could get, get better in FPL. Making noise. You never say. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Onto uh. Onto our team reviews this week. So would you like to uh talk about your? I've just realised we've gone for the two sides of Stanley Park, but yeah, I mean it's not too surprising. But actually, I've done quite well all season. I've not spoken about my beloved Liverpool. Um. Although that belovedness is slightly waning week by week as we continue to lose at home to bottom half oppositions. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it's going to be short and sweet and it's going to be avoid all of our assets. Tom and I spoke, was it last week or the week before, about possibly getting Jota in? Um, it was last week. Um, and having seen our most recent performance, I would be inclined to say continue to stay clear of our assets because we're not going to keep clean sheets. We don't play in game week 29. Um, when we do next play, it's up against Arsenal and Villa. Um, you know, last season I'd have been very confident going into both of those games, but this season we're just so shot of confidence. Got absolutely zero creativity going forwards. Um, and when we do get our opportunities, we're so incredibly wasteful. Um, you know, Mane missed like clean air swipe against Fulham right in front of the goal. Um, and even Mane of like two or three months ago would have just swept that home without any second thought. Um, you know, Salah, the most expensive player in the game, has blanked for the past four weeks. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's five against Wolves. Um, he has a decent record against Arsenal, but as I said, you'd be holding him for game week 29 where he's not going to play, as well as him blanking in game week 28. So if you've got him, as I plan to do, um, I'd be getting rid. Um, the only dilemma I have is who I move to from him because I want to have someone who plays in 29, but the assets aren't that good. So maybe I'll just get someone in budget and then wildcard in 30, but we'll come on to that later. But uh, yeah, Liverpool assets, steer clear, zero um, attack and creativity. I mean, if we go through each position on the pitch in terms of in FPL, um, you wouldn't have Bobby Firmino anyway in the striker position because there are better options um, and he's just not very prolific for Liverpool. Then moving into midfield, it's um, realistically only going to be Salah, Mane or Jota. As I said, without any real creativity and as and when they do get into attacking positions, they're really wasteful. Um, I mean, Jota was unlucky. Um, a really good, a good save strike, from Ariola yeah. on the volley. But, um, so, he, you know, he's not been too wasteful. I mean, he's only been back for one game, but... So yeah, those are your only realistic midfield options that you'll you'll be getting in. Um and then defence, our defenders are just ridiculously expensive. The ones that are fit anyway <laughs> are ridiculously expensive. Um and they're not providing clean sheet value and they're not providing attacking returns. Um so, you know, it always used to be the case that last season we were quite defensively solid, so you're like, okay, we're gonna get clean sheets, but Clean sheets almost were a bonus for our defenders last year because it was like you're guaranteed or not guaranteed, but it's so likely that in one every two or three games, they're going to get either a goal or an assist. Um, whereas this year, they're just completely lacking in that department. So, and then finally, Allison, you'd have Edison over him if you had spare room for City assets um, or Nick Pope for another half a million cheaper. So, yeah, as much as it pains me to say, Liverpool just aren't good enough at the minute or not playing well enough um, to warrant a space in anyone's fantasy team um, anywhere on the pitch. So stay clear. Oh, that's depressing, isn't it? Yep. And now we're going to move across Stanley Park where it's so much rosier. Where it's um, so much rosier. The blue side. The blue side. So yeah, I'm going to talk about, talk about Everton. Um, yeah, so I watched, I watched the game yesterday against Chelsea. Um, I thought they actually played quite well. I thought they were quite unlucky, really. Um, I think Everton actually look relatively decent recently. Um, apart from you know they were playing a Chelsea team which haven't conceded what have had two. They've conceded two goals in nine games. Um, 
and they are playing better and better. And you know, Chelsea's looking looking pretty good, but I think the Everton side aren't looking bad at all. Um, the, I think the shock asset at the moment, the one that's actually looking really good, is uh, Jordan Pickford. Um, he made some great saves yesterday, like some like really really good saves. Like, I wouldn't get him in the team. I'm not going to have him in my team. He was but he actually looked really... <laughs> that was, yes. <laughs> in typical I think that's the only, it was, style. The thing is, it was, yeah, it was the only mistake he made yesterday, but it was like one of those where, no, yeah, it was a big, it was a mistake. <laughs> um, but he was sort of like, he was just sort of, I think he let down, but apart from that, he looked pretty solid. Um, yeah, he's got what? In the last four game weeks, he's got three clean sheets. He's only had six clean sheets this season, so to be honest, I'm not looking at Jordan Gendron Pickford in. Um, I think Cam mentioned him last a few weeks ago. Um, Richarlison is 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 definitely potentially a punt. Um, now Cavalier in seven point seven. Richarlison looks just much much better. Um, He's and just they, been a bigger threat. I think the thing is, yeah, definitely. Well, they went one 0 down yesterday, and they just carried on attacking. They didn't look bad. Um, they carried on sort of like even on, even when they scored the second penalty, they still attacked and it was quite open. Um, the other so basically the other uh, assets really that I'm looking at obviously. Uh, Dinier is one of them. Um, he can just whip a ball in, can't he? Well, he's on a lot of their set pieces, and yeah, he gets forward anyway yeah. in open play and puts in a lot of crosses. So, yeah, he's looked. He looked. He has looked really good recently. Um, they're not scoring millions of goals, and they are keeping a few more clean sheets. So he is potentially one to look at um, for me. The reason I've picked Everton this week really is actually because their fixtures are actually really good. Yeah, they are. Um, so you've got Burnley this week. Obviously, there's a blank in 29, but to be honest, everyone has a blank. Um, and then you have Crystal Palace and Brighton. So really, that's where my focus is this week. So I think that um, for me, I'm probably getting an Everton asset in. Um, it won't be Calvert-Lewin. He just doesn't seem to be at the races at the moment a little bit. Well, I don't know what. Do you know when they're... So obviously you said they blank in 29, but they've still got a game in hand to play against Villa. Do you know when that's set to be played? Because if it falls in um, yeah a week with a favourable fixture like Palace or Brighton, then that could be quite tasty for them or is it likely to be later in the season I think so from what I've heard it, it won't be in game week 29 because no, I if know. it was going to be in 29 it would have been released already so uh, but there's no idea of sort of when it could be no, at the moment no, that, so, that's what I'm saying they, they blank in 29 so it is a black mark against Everton assets but then they do have this game in hand that's yet to be played um, yeah so I was wondering which week it was likely to fall in because you know, even if it doesn't fall in game week thirty or thirty-one, it could fall in game week thirty-six, which is would be Sheffield United at home and Villa away, um, and so they've got really nice home fixture. But then they're also good away from home, so they won't necessarily beat Villa, but they'll go there and give them a good game. And yeah, if you bank on a, a, a an asset like Richarlison, then uh, he could you know go really big in those two weeks. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. I chance I'm current. I'm currently searching, trying to find where I can find that extra game week by the by the mighty uh, Ben Krellin. He does seem to have some sort of godlike gift when it comes to predicting all these. And so he's expecting. He's got it in tw- game week. Oh well, he's wrong. He had it. He had it dropping in game week twenty eight. So that, that's obviously not what happened, is it? So you just finished calling my god. <laughs> he got it wrong. I know. But yeah, game week thirty two. I'm saying game week thirty two. Three with, games with Tottenham, so right to Chelsea. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one. He he definitely looks like a good option. Um, and they did look, and yeah, for me they looked good yesterday. They, I watched them. You know, I didn't think they played badly. Um, 
obviously the own goal was quite unlucky. unlucky. Mm. You know, Havertz's flick was really nice, but it was going off target. So it was incredibly lucky by Godfrey. Um, and then, um, yeah, a, a dodgy, you know, Pickford decision to give away the penalty. But they didn't look bad at all, to be honest. I didn't think Pickford kept them in the game 100% yesterday. Yeah, he did and make I think some it's good an interesting one. But then he also yeah. had Timo Werner attacking him, so... <laughs> Yeah, to be it was a mixture. Yeah, it was a mixture of Pickford. Yeah, Werner making Pickford look fantastic. So I don't know. It's an interesting one. But yeah, for me, I think the 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 ones stuck out. Richarlison looks really good at the moment. Dinier, obviously, and my other one is Sigurdsson on penalties. Mm. Um, yeah, and they seem to be getting enough of them recently. Um, he's he's had quite a few returns recently. So he had um, obviously penalty against Liverpool, um, assist against Southampton, assist against West Brom. Well, so he also is pretty. Uh, obviously, he came off the bench against Liverpool, but did he? I'm sure he started those past two games you mentioned, didn't he? Uh, actually, no, he didn't. He didn't start against West Brom. He came on and got the assist for that. Oh, yeah, only I think it's a mixture because but... obviously he's he's a bit of a sub, but um, I think it's mainly because James uh, is out injured at the moment, isn't he? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, maybe midfield then you don't look so much at, but Richarlison, Dinier, not too bad, especially with. You know, Cavalin's up at 7.7 now, and Richarlison's 7.9. So it's not like you're really stretching yourself too much. No. And you're so, um, gaining like 25% ownership or something stupid. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Richarlison, 9.6 ownership compared to Cavalin, who's still at 39.9. Yeah. Which, which is, I still don't understand why he's so high. But he's. Uh, Richarlison's got more transfers in this week, but Calvert Lewin still had 33,000, um, which is more than. Jesse Lingard um, but yeah no I, I, I agree I think some Everton assets are worthwhile they've got a lot of green coming up so um, yeah the, namely the ones you've mentioned Richarlison and Dean are probably the standout ones um, but yeah you could find some value elsewhere so obviously he's quite unlucky to score that own goal but Godfrey or even Mason Holgate they're like low four point something so um getting them in your team if you need fillers um, then yeah just a nice route into their clean sheets yeah I think with, with good fixtures they look they look relatively good at the moment so yeah I think it's a I think it's a potentially good option so should we uh, crack straight on then yeah I mean uh, the what we're talking about cracking straight on with this snug Mario void which is um, our take on a on the game where a snog is someone who we're looking to get in for the short term or we'd recommend to get in for the short term. Marry someone we think, you know, is set and forget in your team. And then avoid is someone who you should just steer well clear of because um, they're overhyped. Um, and f- talking about the Chelsea-Everton game, we don't normally start off this way, but would you like to crack straight on with your avoid this week? Yeah, why not? Because... <laughs> He's, he's, he's taking a welcome break, to honest. It does, it really does, to be honest. Like he's he's actually taking a welcome break from my avoid list for nine weeks. Wow! And actually, it was one of those okay? where I was watching the game. Yeah, I know. I was I was sort of like you know he was sort of gone under the radar a bit, and then Chelsea have started to look be- better, and so people have started talking about him again. People have <laughs> started going, "Oh yeah, should I get Timo Werner in my team?" No, no, you shouldn't get Timo Werner in your team. He's trash. Um, yeah, he missed two. Golden, golden opportunity just against Everton. Um, the one in the final Jordan, or so on his left foot is that you're talking about. Yeah, it was one. So he had one um, that he took sort of, he ran straight at Pickford, um, sort of on the right-hand side of the goal. Mm. Is he left-footed? No, he's right. 
he's right foot is he well he took it on his left and decided to go near post mm. on the right hand side of the goal so yeah. it just made no sense and, and made Pickford look fantastic um, he made Pickford look so good yesterday even considered getting Pickford in that's how <laughs> good he made him look um, he just isn't very good at the moment I think there's so much more as I've said before there's so much more value in other places but I think there's so much more value in the Chelsea team mm. um, if he can he just predict isn't he's going to play he has, well it's one of the he had that moment yesterday where if he performed well yesterday then I think uh, yesterday was almost a turning point for me because yesterday if he performed well, then I was actually thinking about getting him in my team myself. <laughs> but he just was so bad. It's such a love-hate relationship. It is because I want it. I, don't get me wrong. I, I give him a lot of hate on this, but I really want him to be good. <laughs> so I really like him, but he just isn't playing well. And so I can't justify it by apart from being really angry at how bad he's being. So don't get me wrong when I give him all this hate because I don't hate him. I actually really like him, but... He is absolutely trash. Tough love. He, it is. <laughs> he needs it. He needs to hear this just so I can even you yeah. know, get himself together. Because I'm sure he turn, tunes in each week to hear what Tom's given him, what advice Tom's given him. Well, exactly. T- Thomas Tuchel's in the in the change room going like, don't worry, Timo. It's all good, Timo. Don't worry, you'll start next week, Timo. You know what? No, you won't, Timo. You're crap. Get yourself sorted, mate. Have a couple of games on the bench. Get Giroud back on. Get Let back me get on Giroud the train Practice you finish him. Yeah, exactly. So, to be, and, he's, and to be honest, he should be the best finisher in the world. He, his training matches against bloody Kepper. <laughs> well, that's probably what it is, is that he just shoots straight down the middle of the goal and it goes in and he's like, oh, this, this scoring <laughs> stuff's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's two, two, what has he got? Two, how many goals has he got in the Prem? Five or six? What? Uh, many? I think he's got like four, yeah. maybe five. Yes. But on the training ground, what has he got? Like 50, 60? <laughs> he's in triple Must figures. Be. Triple, triple figures, yeah. He just shoots so, yeah, so from, uh, vo- 50 something yards out and it goes in. Um, where is he? Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so no, my void this week is is Vernery. Just, just don't, don't. It's the cost, really. Just, it's the cost problem. So I'm looking forward to next year when he's um, valued down at six mil and he finds his shooting boots and becomes. He will become the FPL legend player, the one that comes like gets absolutely devalued. By FPL, You're gonna and then becomes this. insane. Do you know who's um, uh, Chelsea's top scorer this season? Is it Mason Mount? No, Jorginho. <laughs> He's got more goals than Werner. I'm sure all of them are from the penalty spot, oh, but 100. No, um, surely, surely. 100%. Abraham has got six. Mount's got five, and then Werner's also got five. But um, Zuma is one goal behind. Giroud him. must have a lot, must he? Giroud's got four. Zuma's one goal behind any, him on four. He doesn't get any time, so. Um, <laughs> so Timo Werner the, the prolific striker with 50 million uh, of your sweet sweet Euros um, has got one more goal than a centre back he also so he who, scored, doesn't, who doesn't play anymore he scored two in game week five then one in game week seven one in game week eight and then he didn't score until game week 24 <laughs> so he had uh, what's that 16 games without a goal um, did you see Kurt Zuma scored yesterday as well I didn't. I didn't watch the game actually. Yeah, Kurt Zuma had another bullet header. Could have been a fifth. Josh, if Josh was on the podcast today, and I, I mentioned that, I think he would have just exploded. <laughs> well, I think he's um, because he's been out for so long. I think he's calmed down a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, we've spoken about him before, but there are just better options for even cheaper than Timo Werner. Um, so. Why would you spend more money for someone who's going to call you less points? Um, someone who is good value for money, um, 
and has proved me wrong, but he still somehow ended up in the avoid section. Um, but it's not by his any of his own fault, is Jesse Lingard. Um, some of you out there um, think you're really clever and are like, I'm going to get on the Jesse Lingard bandwagon before it starts rolling too fast and his price goes up. However, Jesse Lingard's next game is against his parent club, Man United, which means he can't play. So you've just brought someone in who's going to sit on your bench, which is fine if you're happy with that and you're just being incredibly um, forward-thinking and you're going to have him in your team for game week 29. But if you're looking for someone to come in and give you immediate points returns, then Jesse Lingard isn't your man. Um, as I said, he's due to blank this week because he can't play. So, um, yeah, avoid bringing him in. Otherwise, unless you're, as I said, forward-planning. But... Um, yeah, I think if you're forward, if you're managing to forward plan with a free transfer to get in a player that's not going to play in a game week, then you must be, I assume, number one at FPL yeah. in the world because. <laughs> and he obviously listens to us, so and everyone else does. So we need to give them this advice. But um, <laughs> yeah, avoid Jesse Lingard. But I think we're going to do this back to front, so we'll go straight on to Mary because it segues nicely. Mine is uh, Cresswell this week. Um, this is incredibly bandwagon e, um, but he has kind of we've not spoken about him this season actually. Now I look at it, um, no, we haven't, um, which is surprising because he's the top scoring defender, um, and I just don't know how he keeps doing it. I mean, obviously he's on their set pieces, but he's on a hundred. He must be on like a hundred thirty, hundred forty points now. 133. That is ridiculous. Um, and he just keeps doing it. And they've ridden out this wave of poor fixtures that they had um, with Spurs and City and arguably Leeds. I mean, they've got Man United and Arsenal still to come. But once we get through those fixtures, then they're actually quite nice for them. Um, they've got Wolves away who aren't in the best of form. Newcastle two game weeks later. And then starts their run of green where they've got Burnley, Brighton, West Brom and Southampton to finish the season. Um, you know, as I said, he's on their set pieces and they managed to keep clean sheets from time to time. Um, so they've got four, uh, three, sorry, in their last six, five games, which isn't terrible. You know, 60% conversion. Um, and when you throw on top of that, that, yeah, he's getting assists from corners and you know, open play as well, getting forwards and crossing in. He's just a cheaper version of Luca Dean, basically, who seems to have better clean sheet potential. And importantly, he plays in game week 29, which is against Arsenal. But with West Ham in the form that they're in and Arsenal in the form that they're in, you know, that normally would be an Arsenal win prediction. But now you're erring on the side of West Ham and possibly even to keep a clean sheet. Um, Arsenal have started to look a bit more threatening recently, but... West Ham are pretty defensively solid with the man, the myth, the legend, Craig Dawson at centre-back. Um, you know, they can yeah keep a clean sheet against anyone. So, uh, Aaron Cresswell Quess- Quess- for 5.8 million. Um, I'm planning to get him in this week uh, for Cancelo um, because City have kind of had their good fixture run. I'm not this, I'm not panicking because they lost and conceded in their last game, um, but it is just the case of I think they've had their run of just clean sheet after clean sheet and win after win, 
Um, so it doesn't make sense to me to be doubled up on their defensive assets. So I'm going to move to someone who plays in game at 29 and 33, which Cancelo doesn't. Um, and it frees up some funds and possibly an attacking position for probably KDB. But yeah, I think Cresswell's great value for money. 133 points, 5.8. What does that work out as points per million? A ridiculous amount. Um, yeah, so he's currently the 10th highest scoring player in FPL. 22 points per million. 23, yeah. sorry. Madness. And um, he currently has the fifth most assists in the Prem. He's currently, he just hit 10 yesterday. Um, the only people with more assists uh, this season. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised this is, if this is correct. No, he's hit seven yeah, assists. Yeah, are you looking on? I'm looking. At, uh, sorry, I'm looking on the FPL, uh, the FPL one. So yeah, sorry, seven actual assists, three dodgy assists, probably. Probably shots rebounding, aren't they? Yeah, but so Kane has Kane has thirteen, Grealish has twelve, Fernandez has twelve, uh, KDB has eleven, and Cresswell has ten. So he is behind. <laughs> just just a few of the biggest the biggest FPL assets this year um, in terms of assists, which is absolutely crazy. So um, yeah, he's 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 definitely a great person to get in your team and keep him in there. Yeah, which um, I know your marry segues nicely from your avoid. Yeah, um, I've you know I've spoken about him before. Um, again, I watched him yesterday. He came off the bench yesterday, which is a little bit annoying. But I think he's he came on yesterday and just looked fantastic. And it's Mason Mount. Um, yeah, he just looks brilliant at the moment. He had a shot yesterday, which could have scored. He put team. He came on. I think he was on for twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes. He he was on for twenty four minutes, and he put a ball through to Timo Werner, who was one on one with Matt, with Pickford, who, which he obviously missed. Um, and he had a shot of himself, which was a little bit speculative, but it's honest. And I think the expected goal on it was like zero point zero point zero five, but it was an absolute peach of a shot and a good save by Pickford to keep him out. And he's just really really good at the moment. He's like full of confidence. He's running through the middle. He's playing really well. Um, as I've already mentioned, Chelsea are playing much better. Um, they're picking up a lot apart from the striker, but you know, there's Havertz playing well. Um, Tuchel's still going to move that team around, but I think Mount's the one player that is going to play the majority of his games. He seems to be the one that starts most games, comes off sort of towards maybe the last 10 minutes, gets that like, last few minutes off. Um, and apart, and you know, when he came on yesterday, he made Chelsea just look so, so much better. So yeah, Mason Mount's going to give him a team. I'm going to be short and sweet on that one and, and, and say I'm potentially going to take a point hit to get him in the team this week even though he's got a blank in 29 so <laughs> so you're going to be the same as those people getting Lingard in yeah pretty much <laughs> but he's actually playing this week and he actually has Leeds so he has his fi- but Chelsea's fixture run is quite nice as well so Leeds this week then they've got the blank West Brom Crystal Palace Brighton so if you're not getting one in this week and obviously you're not going to be getting one in for 29 then for game week 30 make sure you've got some Chelsea players in there because they look ridiculous just not Timo Werner <laughs> Anyone but Timo. Um, nice. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so my snog again is short but sweet, and he's only in snog because I couldn't have two marries, is um, Harry Kane. We've already talked about the goal he scored. Um, not yesterday, day, bef- day before, yeah? Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guy just is a is a gold machine. Um, with their upcoming fixtures, um, right, that's good. Um, their upcoming fixtures, yeah. Again, importantly, they play in twenty nine. So I kind of 
Um, I wanted to choose someone who plays in 29, and obviously those options are limited with only four games going ahead. But um, it's away against Aston Villa, which will be a tough test, but um, I am reasonably confident that he'll get at least a goal in that game. Um, and then after that, um, another favourable run of fixtures. So Newcastle, um, Man United at home. Um, they blank in 33. Um, so this is why it might be just a short-term snog. Um, because he's got Arsenal up next. Um, and we all know he loves a North London derby goal. Um, and then, yeah, he plays in 29. So for a couple of weeks, I think he's definitely worth it. I think I probably will keep him long-term though. But... If you're looking for a punt, then Kane is a reasonably expensive one, but he could give you some good returns. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in my team now and he's staying there for the rest of the season, I think. Um, yeah, they just... Tottenham are, I think, a little bit up and down every so often, especially Jose, but they just looked really, really good against Palace, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think Palace helped them in that, but I think they've got some fixtures coming up who those teams could also help them look quite good so definitely. definitely well my other side of my points hit this week so I will be taking a points hit and it's either going to be makes a mount or the other one's going to be a little bit more rogue and that's why he's my snog this week it's going to be Adam Lalana. um yeah I've taken a, I've gone with a few punts recently and they've all seemed to be paying off and Adam Lalana looked very very good against Leicester this week it's his first start since the uh, 3rd of January so I'm a little bit nervous that if I do get my team he's not even going to play but um, yeah Brighton changed up their formation this week This week against Leicester they went to a 4-4-2 and Lallana actually played as sort of like second striker to Morpé um, he obviously scored the goal um, he had a headed shot which hit the post and he put through the ball to Morpé who was just stood offside to which he then Morpé finished Um as, of, as I mentioned last week, Brighton don't look bad at all. They look really good. It's just they're struggling to score. And the fact that Lalana's come in, scored, you know, hit, hit, the ins- hit, hit the inside of the post, basically, and put more pay through to be offside but score. I can't see why he'd get dropped. You know, I don't see why... I couldn't, I couldn't see why he'd get dropped in the next few games when they're struggling that much for goals. And so, for me... The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, you know what, just get Lallana in. Everyone's talking about getting Trossard in. I was talking about getting Trossard in. Um, I, I, I was about to say, Cam will tell you that I was I was texting him the other day going, I'm going to get in Lallana Trossard for a, <laughs> uh, for, a, for a point hit, to which he said, what, why on earth oh, would you, you do to. that? Exactly. Um, and so I, I sat back and I thought about it a bit more. And um, yeah, I've got I've decided that I think I'm going to get Adam Lallana in because, yeah, it's a risk. But I think with the fact we spoke about it the other week, but and I think this will lead nicely into our next section. But um, Game Week 29 has so few fixtures, you can just take a few punts on a few players. So yeah, Adam Lalana it is. Yeah, Get I mean, the boy in. I don't dislike that as an option. The only thing I will say is he's a threat as long as he plays. Um, and as you said, this was his first start since January because he is just so injury prone. So when he plays, you know, when he played, I think it was the 2016 season for Liverpool, he was on fire and couldn't stop scoring for us. Um, And, you know, even when he wasn't scoring, he was just such a key player. But um, he is just so injury prone. He can't seem to keep himself off the treatment table. So as long as he stays fit, and yeah, I I think he's a great pump because he is just a quality player. But 
And yeah, as said, it's the important caveat that he does play in 20 or Brighton at the very least play in 29 um, when there aren't too many games around. Um, so yeah, as a punt, why not? Um, I mean, we don't really need to intro it too much. We may as well just go straight in. But we were going to do a bit of a chat this week about the game, uh, game week 29 coming up where there is um, only four fixtures being played. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, um, Brighton play and it's against Newcastle at home. So Newcastle are probably one of, aside from Liverpool, <laughs> the least form teams in the Premier League at the minute. And they're very toothless with both St. Max, uh, well, all three, St. Max, Almiron and uh, Callum Wilson out for the foreseeable future. Um, so they're relying on Dwight Gale, Joe Linton and um, Andy Carroll for goals, Carroll. which isn't the most, as I'm sure you can tell by Tom's reaction, the most potent of attacks. So um, they're probably worth getting in some of their defensive assets. Um, and yeah, if you, yeah, Brighton obviously are a bottom half table team, so you wouldn't be looking to have too many of their assets for too long. So the strategy that Tom and I, well, Tom's definitely doing it, I'm thinking about doing it, is loading up your team for Gaming 29 and then just wildcarding Gaming 30. Um, normally I'm a bit more hesitant to keep my wildcard, um, but I think um, in terms of double game weeks and stuff, they're going to be a bit more manageable this year to kind of just work transfers and maybe take a few point hits here and there to sort your team out for it. But I think, yeah, sort loading your team with 29 players and then wildcarding so you've got a normal looking team after that for the remainder of the season um, could be the way to go. So, you know, you could get Adam Lalana in for one week and be able to transfer him out again without uh, it detrimentally affecting either your points or, um, you know, your strategy going forward. So, yeah, I don't know if you've got any more pointers um, on yeah, yeah tips you've um, got for Tony. Yeah, pre- just, well, just a few really. It's, so, obviously... I think the thing to so I'm yeah like Cam said you know we're our plans at the moment is to we're building towards the game week 29. Um, I'm taking several hits to get there, and I think a lot of people usually get put off by the hits. But um, remember, if you're getting in a player for game week 29 who currently doesn't play, then your hit doesn't cost you four points; it only costs you two because you already gained the two points for them. Hopefully, if it's hopefully if it's not Adam Lallana playing, um, so even if they play and you would imagine playing play over 60 minutes, they get two points. And that immediately takes your hit from a, a four point down to a two point. So, you know, feel f- I personally am happy to take more points hit. So I'm taking an eight point hit next week to get the players I want in and hoping that, you know, if one of them returns for me, then that covers all of my points hit for the week. Um, the other thing which I have just been looking at, and it's if you haven't got a wild card, then don't be too worried if you're still building towards 29. So the majority of the teams that have games in 29 actually have quite favourable fixtures for game week 30. So it gives you an extra week to... So, for example, Aston Villa are playing Tottenham, but then they have Fulham to follow. Um, Leeds are playing Fulham, but have then Sheffield United to follow. Um, Fulham have Leeds and then Aston Villa to follow. Newcastle... Oh, no, you wouldn't get Newcastle players, and don't worry about that. (laughs) Um, Spurs have Villa in the the 29, but then have Newcastle to follow. Um, And West Ham have Arsenal and then Wolves to follow. So a lot of the teams that you'll be... Personally, I'll be targeting, and I assume a lot of people will be, just because they're playing better. So, for me, Brighton, um, Aston Villa defensively, um, Leeds, 
everywhere, Spurs and West Ham, um, those teams have sort of got quite reasonable fixtures the next game week. So I don't feel if people don't have a wild card, um, like me and Cam, then don't feel like you're missing it. I've, you know, still trying to target that game week because I think there's some good fixtures after that for you mm. to then give you one additional game week to get out of that again. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, if you load up on Brighton players um, for 29, yep. then... Yeah, oh yeah, balls. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're not terrible, like, it's not terrible because you could bench two or three of them in yeah. game week 30. Um, they've got Man United away. Um you know, if you're brave, you could play. If one of those players you get in is, for example, Lewis Dunk, then I don't think Man United are the best at defending set pieces. Um, if they have a decent record, then you know I'm aware that some of the slightly larger, and what I mean by that in terms of stature, their players um, teams have given them problems at set pieces. So Dunk is always a threat. So you could play him and then bench. Lalana and maybe Sanchez if that's who you get in as your other Brighton asset. Um, so it's not the worst, but um, yeah, I think uh, I'm in quite a fortunate position that I think as it stands, I've got like eight or nine players already playing in game week 29. So I only have to make a few transfers here and there, probably take at most a four or eight point hit over the next few weeks to have a full playing eleven. Um, all of which are pretty nailed on, like they're not rotation risks or injury risks. So I'm quite fortunate in that regard. But um, yeah, I'll have to see what their game week 30 fixtures look like afterwards and whether I'm going to wildcard or not. The only thing I'm thinking of is what would I save it for otherwise? Um, because I could just be sat on it waiting for an opportunity and then just not use it or use it, but for just like no reason whatsoever, just to, just to get it used. Um. So, and also, fantasy was just taking up too much of my brain power. So I'm not really overthinking it too much. <laughs> if I feel like playing it in thirty, then I'll play it in thirty. And if not, then it's not the end of the world. Um. No. Yeah, it's a. It's definitely one of those where I think don't feel like you have to have eleven players in this game week because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are playing ten, nine. Yeah, like, I've only got seven at the moment. I, I'm taking hits to get to eleven. I think a lot of people. Well, I'm have, on seven on the. I think. Well, I just think a lot of people have used up a lot of their chips already, so you're not going to be missing out too much. Like a lot of people, um, played chips in game week eighteen and nineteen to cover the blank and double respectively. Um, so yeah, your free hit and, um bench boost and all that sort of stuff are gone so you don't really have to worry too much about other people having ridiculous teams that are going to completely outscore you and wipe the floor with you um so you can take a bit more of a calculated risk but having said that if you were one of those who in game week 18 thought oh i'm not gonna um rush to get a team sorted for the blank and you saved your free hit then you could also be in like quite a fortunate position right now because you can not take any points hits and have a team sorted for game week 29. Um, but yeah, I guess that's hindsight if you, if you do have your free hit left, which I think most people don't for one reason or another. Yeah, and if you do still have your free hit left, then I hate you. <laughs> well, I think if you, if you have your free hit left, then we're probably doing slightly better than you. And not in a big-headed way, but as I said, you've already taken your points hit in game week 18 not having a full-playing team, whereas we all had... Um, yeah, solid squad. So, 
So you're prepared to jump up massively, I think, from that week. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the pearls of wisdom we've got on the on the blank. Unless there's anything else that comes to mind. Not really. Oh, that was turned out. That was really straight. Like squeezing, squeezing just to get those few. <laughs> Very out scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, in that case, we'll talk about captain choices from last week. So I've already gloated enough about picking Harry Kane, which. Um, for once, I picked my top captain, uh, my top scoring player, which is, um, yeah, satisfying. Before that, uh, I got a points return in game week 23, but prior to that, I'd had like nine game weeks without a return. And then the past, actually, since game week 23, I've been That's on five. a bit of a roll. 14, 18, 24, 24 and 38 have been my past returns for my captain. Um, so yeah, you've still got, the, did you put it on Diaz, did you say? I did a bit yeah, on Diaz. He's still end, got him to now, play. So. Yeah, a bit worried that he's actually not going to start now because they've got the Champions League games coming up. I, I, you know, you just imagine, it's one of those where it just will be the week that Pep decides to rest him and play bloody, I don't know, Eric Garcia instead. Like, Nathan yeah. Aki back in the fold. I think, yeah, play I mean, Rodri it is a risk. Back. It is a risk. It, they already have played a game this week. They play midweek and then they'll have another one on the weekend followed by Champions League next week, midweek. So, they do have a lot of games coming up, so he could rest him. But in my opinion, I think he... I watched an interview he did with, uh, when I say he, Pep did with Rio Ferdinand the other day. And he was just, you know, eulogising about Ruben Diaz. And more importantly, not just kind of how good he is as a defender, but how good he is as a leader on the pitch. Um, like he was saying that he makes his teammates play better. Um, and as a player, he's always thinking about other people which is quite difficult to do because you can easily get wrapped up in your own game and making sure you're playing well and stuff but he's such a good organizer and keeps the rest of the team just going really um so I think he values him so much and I don't think that Southampton's uh, a walkover um or at least Pep won't view it that way so if he if he plays I think he will play and if he's going to have a rest then he'll probably take him off after 60 to 70 minutes if they're up and winning um yeah but i think yeah he starts we can so you should you should be all right but we can hope he comes off word. after 61 minutes we can hope he comes off after 61 minutes yeah but then to be fair actually no i would i usually i want the player to come 61 minutes when i want the rest of the team to concede but having john stones and Kinsella also in my team i do not want that <laughs> do you have any um southampton assets or is it just mccarthy i have zero no i have mccarthy but He's i benched bench, him for yeah. mendy because uh, yeah, I heard that he was injured for the first game, which happened to be true. And then, um, yeah, it looks like he's out, out for a while. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, Forster's coming, kept a clean sheet. So, whether he actually stays in the fold will be, will be interesting. But, yeah. But no, on the captains, you've, um, it's big, big news, really, because you've, you've surpassed Mo, haven't you? Well, yeah. With the, with that, um, as Tom called it this week in the inspired captain choice of Harry Kane with, uh, Man City having a double game week. Um, yeah. I've finally, for the first time all season, gone positive on the points difference between captaining Salah every week and what we've decided to do each week. So my 38-point haul from uh, Kane this week has taken me to 342 points overall from my captains this season. And if I'd captained Salah every week, uh, importantly, we've not factored in uh, triple captaining Salah. But if I had, then... um, I'm four points better off from my captain picks than if I'd captain Salah all season, which is very satisfying to say. But whether it will 
remain that way by the end of the season is yet to be seen. But um, basically, I'm better at FPL than most people because I've been like I thought you were gonna say I, I thought you were gonna say I was better at FPL than Mo Salah. I was like, did, did you know, he even play? To be honest, no, but no, I'm joking. Obviously, um, well, although having said that, I'm now up to 180 thousandth in the world, which obviously compared to some people is pretty shit. But for me, well, well compared to 179 thousand people, yes, yeah. But for me, that's pretty heady heights. Um, top 50 thousand in England, and yeah, 174 thousand in the world. Um, so long may that continue may the green arrows keep rolling in um, see so do, you, do you hear that listeners you know he all of a sudden he beats Mo Salah and all of a sudden he's got you know Mr Big I hope Salah gets a hat-trick this <laughs> I mean I hope, me, I hope he gets a hat-trick because it means that we should win but um, I hope I hope Mo Salah gets a hat-trick and you lose 4-3 <laughs> no, that's just spiteful <laughs> <laughs> that was just uncalled for um, that was yeah. That, that wasn't necessary. Was well, it? what I hope then is that Kane scores four and Spurs draw four with Arsenal and I captain him. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> that works for me too. Actually, I'll take it. Oh, are you captaining? Who are you? Oh, well, that um, goes nicely into the next bit. Who are you captaining this week? Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Ollie Watkins. <laughs> You're such a Brentford fanboy. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. they do have um, a good fixture. So yeah, basically, there's only so many times Ollie Watkins can hit the bloody post. <laughs> yeah, famous last like, words. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I've heard so. Okay, it makes sense. Aston Villa have Newcastle. Aston Villa have looked average since Grealish has been out injured. I've heard, I've heard the rumours. The rumour mill started. Grealish is back. Now it's just rumours. Don't take my word for it. He's on a twenty-five percent chance of play. Twenty-five <laughs> percent. That's all I need. Ollie Watkins is getting the armband. He's going to score a hattie. I mean, I'm. I don't think the FPL thing is that reliable in terms of um, the percentage chance of people coming back. Because obviously, no. the fateful week of Son having fifty percent chance and then coming in and scoring two and assisting one against United um, but I don't think Grealish is going to be fit by the weekend it's three days until they play Newcastle um, and by the sounds of it he wasn't close to featuring this week at all so they are a very different team without him um, but then as I said before with regards to the double game uh, the blank game sorry Newcastle are a bit naff at the minute so even with no Grealish, they could go there and score. So yeah, my I would go for a Spurs asset. I think, like yourself, I think you're going Kane. Yes. Yeah. Um, there aren't. Again, it's just there's a lot, real lack of standout options. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have given Gundogan the armband, but as we've already said, he's playing so much deeper with De Bruyne back. Um, it's not really worthwhile. Um. Fernandez is currently my vice with West Ham at home, but West Ham aren't a walkover either. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to struggle this week, but I think again I will just default to Kane. Um, I do have Salah away against Wolves, but yeah, we've already spoken enough about Liverpool. So, um, yeah, well, no, so that's why I think I saw. For me, I also would have gone probably one with Kane too, but the fact that I currently now sit on three triple attack Spurs. Adding the captaincy makes that a fourth player, and 
this week would have paid off. You know, this week would have been fantastic, but it's a big risk. So I do need to spread it a little bit. Yeah, but it was a big risk to get three Spurs attacking assets in this week and it paid off. So that's true. But yeah, exactly. You know, there's 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 going all out as well. There's going like, you know a bit too a bit too overboard. And as much <laughs> as I line. as much as I love Gareth Bale and uh, you know what he did for me this week. Uh, I also thought, you know what, that would have been a bit ridiculous to captain him too. So, Ollie Watkins, it'll be a more ridiculous <laughs> choice. Go on, Ollie. Doing proud. Um, well, yeah. So, finally, what's, the league. Yeah, what's the league looking like this week? So, yeah, finally, the league. The um, sorry? I said I've stayed the same. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a, a pretty, pretty, pretty dull league to us this week. Obviously, it's been quite a low scoring week. You know, no one's really smashed anything out of the park it's not been any really high scoring points um yeah oh i, I was gonna say like unfortunately you were the high scoring player but you're not get it why he got better uh, uh jacob fitter who also captained harry kane love that what by two points who else has he got to play better not have any city assets yeah three on. we want gundo we want, cancelo and stones what we want is um a ah, but he did bench luke shaw and then Cancelo gets benched. That would be to nice. be fair. He did bench Luke Shaw for fourteen points. So yeah, but I benched Demarty mm. for ten. Well, yeah, it's true. So basically, basically both really high scoring, but could have been a lot higher. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, worst score of the week. Oh, it's not, is it? Oh, no. it's not. <laughs> no, it's Phil Warboys thirty-six, but a very close shout out to Josh Silver. He's <laughs> <laughs> just not been his time in fantasy of late. Has he it? is not had a good. Uh, he has not had a good few weeks. He has not had a good few weeks. Although yeah, it's been Phil <laughs> bench Cresswell, but sadly Dallas is going to come on for one instead <laughs> because he's his second sub. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's that's depressing. That one. That's pain. But he still has three to play too. So yeah, it's been um, it's been an interesting one on the old league this week, guys. So if anyone, yeah, if you do want to get, if you do want to get involved, you uh, you can join. Um, the link will be in the bio of the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the code is uh, DFJ3Z2. But as I said, it's in the bio, so you can copy that link and, and join us. And um, yeah, you can be paraded around like Jacob and Cam with their fantastic scores this week, although still slightly mocked for benching really high-scoring players. <laughs> or you can just be abused like other co-hosts, Josh and Phil, well, who have also benched incredibly high-scoring there's, players. There's never going to be um, glowing praise. There's always going to be caveated with some sort of slander. So Absolutely. But yeah, you know, come and join. It's good fun still anyway. You know, you, if you if you do win at the end of the year, then you get nothing. So <laughs> all the incentive worth it, worth it. But yeah, so on that note, um, obviously, yeah, come join the league, and you can um, find us in all of the the normal formats. Also, sad news. So obviously, you can find us on the normal formats. You know, Spotify, Google, um, iHeartRadio, um, Radio Public. We're not on there yet. We've been giving them all shout out for the last several weeks. I went to have a check the other day. They haven't even bloody uploaded us to it yet. So don't go and look at Ridley's and Radio Public because we're not on there yet. Don't look at their shit platform. <laughs> but Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, all the big ones, all the big ones, we're still there. So tune in. That's another one. Any more? I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Oh, it's all, you've already covered all the big ones. There's no need to talk about That's true. Um, Radio Public or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So we don't care. Yeah. But we do care if you don't put us on, so thanks guys. So yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, if you listen to us, yeah, please subscribe. We do appreciate it. Thank you for listening and 
and um, we wish you good luck for this week and uh, may there be green arrows all round. <laughs> <laughs>